I was watching a program on a cable news channel recently. The channel that has the reputation of being conservative in its perspective. By the way, that's not the only one I watch. I watch them all, but I happen to be tuned into this particular one on this occasion. In the first segment of the show, four journalists were talking about the horrible murders that had taken place just a few days earlier on the campus of Virginia Tech University. They expressed shock. They expressed outrage at how these 33 innocent students and faculty members had been gunned down in cold blood by a deranged individual. And they were right to do that. It was good that they were angry. It was good that they were outraged. Then they moved on to the next segment. This time, the subject matter was the decision that had been handed down that very day by the members of the United States Supreme Court. The decision upholding, thankfully, the ban on partial birth abortion. It was then that they began to talk about the procedure itself. Now you'll be happy to know I won't talk about the procedure here because it's that bad. It's that gruesome. It's that hideous, as most of you know. But what really struck me about the conversation was the manner in which they discussed this. It was their tone, their, their attitude. These were four journalists who have the reputation of being at least somewhat conservative. And yet they talked about the partial birth abortion procedure like I would talk about brushing my teeth. They were that casual about it. The anger that they had exhibited when talking about the Virginia Tech tragedy was gone. The outrage was gone. It had disappeared. There was no outrage that this type of infanticide had been legal in our nation for many years. There was no outrage that the decision of the court was five to four and not nine to nothing which is what it should have been. There was no outrage that some politicians, including some Catholic ones, still have the audacity to support this. More on this subject in a few moments. I'll be back <laughs> to this subject matter. Today, the Church celebrates not only the fourth Sunday of Easter, the Church also celebrates Good Shepherd Sunday. The reason for that should be obvious. In today's Gospel reading from John 10, Jesus speaks to us as a shepherd. He says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Of course, the Lord's sheep 
do not hear his voice today in 2007 in the very same way that his sheep heard his voice 2,000 years ago. That's because the Good Shepherd ascended to heaven with his risen body 40 days after he rose from the dead. We will be celebrating that feast in a few short weeks, Ascension Thursday. But the voice of the Good Shepherd is still here. It is still heard today in 2007. And it comes to us, it is heard through his church, which speaks with his authority. The church, when it speaks officially in matters of faith and morals, is not just another voice out there amidst all the rest. The church is the voice of Christ, the Good Shepherd. That's what we believe, or at least that's what we are supposed to believe as Catholics. And yet, my brothers and sisters, that's not sufficient. The fact that the Good Shepherd speaks to us now through the universal church, through the catechism, through papal encyclicals and the like, that's not enough to keep the Lord's sheep from wandering away. That's not enough to keep the Lord's sheep from being eaten by the wolves of this world. Because the Good Shepherd is not present now in exactly the same way that he was present 2,000 years ago when he walked the streets of Palestine, he, the Good Shepherd, needs the help of other people, other fallible human beings, in order to care for his flock. He needs other shepherds, specifically bishops and priests who are willing to love his flock and watch over his flock and serve his flock and be examples for his flock and instruct his flock in the full gospel, the complete gospel message. He needs these instruments. So today is a day for us to pray that God will raise up good human shepherds for his church. And that he'll bless the ones that he already has. So that they will not be afraid to teach the complete gospel message without compromise. Like Paul and Barnabas did in today's first reading. Whether or not people like it, that's irrelevant. You notice in that first reading, they met up with a lot of opposition for what they spoke for what they preached. It was not easy. That did not dissuade them. In fact, it says at the end of the text, they were filled with joy. They understood this was part of it. This was part of the vocation. This was part of the calling. It happened to Jesus, it would happen to them. And boy, oh boy, do we need good shepherds today. More than ever. The story I shared with you at the beginning of my homily should make that fact crystal clear. Now I'm coming back to it. You see, I shared that story with you at the beginning of my homily because I think it illustrates in a powerful way the moral confusion of our generation. Here we have four journalists, 
four conservative journalists who apparently are no longer outraged by infanticide. They talked about it honestly, like I would talk about what type of toothpaste I use. I use Sensodyne. What do you use? They were that casual. About, I couldn't believe it. And they had been so outraged about the Virginia Tech incident. To me, that's scary that they could be so blasé about the matter. To these journalists, at least as far as I could tell, partial birth abortion was just another political issue. Well, you know what? It's not just another political issue. It's also a moral issue. And at its root, it's a human rights issue. And it's the role of the church, like it or not, speaking through her shepherds to make that clear. It's the role of the church and her shepherds to speak out against this and every other kind of violence. Because that's what partial birth abortion is. It is violence against women and against babies. It's the role of the church speaking through her shepherds to oppose hatred and racism and every other form of injustice. It's the role of the church and her shepherds to speak out against deviant sexual behavior in the church or out of the church. It's the role of the church speaking through her shepherds to oppose immoral scientific practices that undermine the dignity of the human person. This is why, more than ever, the world needs good priests, holy priests, intelligent priests, courageous priests, and why we need to pray for more of them. You know, we've been blessed here in Westerly with several vocations in recent years. In fact, we have another young man who is planning to enter seminary in the fall. Since the paperwork is still in process, I won't announce his name yet, although he's here at Mass this morning. But the Lord's calling more. He's calling more to serve him from our community. I believe that. He's certainly calling more from other places. I'm convinced of this because, my brothers and sisters, the voice of a good priest who teaches in union with the church is ultimately the voice of the Good Shepherd. And it is only the teaching of the Good Shepherd that will save this culture of ours from self-destruction. Please hear that. It is only the teaching of Christ, the Good Shepherd, that will save this culture of ours from collapse and self-destruction. Believe me, the journalists at the Fox News Network will not save us. That was very clear to me the other night. And for that matter, just to be fair and balanced, neither will the journalists at CNN.